Hey guys, welcome to Gus Bus Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Angus Smith. Uh, it's my job in this podcast to show men who feel like that they're getting old, what it is they need to do in order to feel younger, look better, and have more energy. So let's get stuck into this week's episode. I'm going to talk today about plateaus. Okay, so um, what is a plateau? Why we like why we get plateaus, and what you can do to overcome them. Right. So I'm mostly going to talk about fat loss and strength, but I'll have a couple of other little analogies as well. Right. So first thing, just going to start off with a bit of a quote. Right. So what got you out of Egypt? What got you out of Egypt won't get you to the promised land. So basically, that's saying like what got you out of trouble. Now, today is not necessarily going to get you to where you need to go down the track, right? You might need to start taking different approaches, um, learning different skills, using different tools to get you from, you know, you're not always going to need new skills to go up to the next level, basically, right? So what is a plateau, right? So initially, someone's going to see some rapid progress whenever they start something new, whether that's a new sport. It's a new skill, whether it's a fitness goal, learning an instrument, whatever it is, they're going to initially see some good results. Um, everything goes pretty fast at the beginning as you're acquiring new skills. But as time goes on, you know, progress that you saw earlier is going to start slowing down or stop completely. And that's usually when the person's usually thinking, oh, this is easy, and they think they've got it all figured out, and then bang, the game changes, and you're like, fuck, back to square one, trying to learn new skills over and over again to sort of get you where you're going to be, right? So that's what you call a plateau where you kind of, you've made progress and then everything kind of grinds to a halt. Um, If you haven't come across one before, that can be pretty disheartening. And that's usually when people, in terms of fitness and um, training, that's when they sort of give up or stop and like, oh, things are going to get too hard or they yo-yo through their weight. And this kind of touches on what I went through last week. I spoke about the the hero's journey and like when you overcome these first obstacles it's like a test and like you know you need to um, talk with your mentor you need to find new skills new tools to get you over the hill and onto the to the next sort of thing right so why do plateaus occur right so this graph here um, you got on the axis at the bottom, you've got your results over time and then your effort on the left right so at the start I'm going to use an analogy like think about like a farmer and their crop, right? And the, so at the start here, they've got really fertile soil with lots of nutrients and good weather conditions. And so they they plant their seeds and they don't really need to do much for the crop to grow, right? Like the nutrients in the soil, good sunlight, good water, and everything just takes care of itself and they, they start getting like really good crops, right? Um, but over time, as the nutrients in the soil start being depleted, um, maybe there's a change in weather pattern, whatever it is, conditions change, and then you start seeing diminishing returns, right? The, you have to put in a little bit more work in order to yield a result from the crop, in order to harvest, in order to get a result, get a return, right? And time goes on, you keep depleting the nutrients in the soil, and then you get to a point eventually where there's like a negative return, right? So, um, you're not even you're not only not even getting a result but it can actually go backwards right so you you look at this in terms of like fitness or fat loss or strength gain or whatever it is right at the start 
I'll go into this more deeply in another slide, but at the start, you you know, you start getting really good results from not doing much work at all, and then things start to slow down. And then if we're talking about fat loss in particular, you might get to a certain point where you're, you know, if you've been doing it long enough, if you've been on a heavy calorie restrictive diet or the same type of thing for a long time, then things can actually go backwards. You can you can lose too much body fat and then you get into a point where you know you start running into other health complications because you've lost too much weight or you haven't been cycling enough carbs in and out of your diet or trying different things and then um you know your metabolism slows down and your body stops um you know stops responding to what you're doing to it right so i'm going to go through basically fat loss plateau i'll go through fat loss plateau and then i'll go through strength plateau because they're two pretty common ones that we see in health and fitness right so typical scenario with fat loss, you know, someone begins a new diet or a new training regime. Initially, the weight seems to fall off really quickly and easily. You know, not much effort is required, but sooner or later, things just like they slow down. Um, yeah, so why does that happen, right? So at the beginning, just simply moving a little bit more and making some slight changes to your diet, uh, it's enough for the body to, sh- to shed any excess fat that it's carrying, right? And so several reasons you might encounter plateau. Like the first one, someone's going to get leaner, right? So the leaner you become, the harder it is to keep dropping body fat, right? Your body doesn't want to get rid of all of it. Your body fat's there for a reason. It's needed for hormone production. It's needed to break down for energy in, in, in case of emergency. So you, the leaner you get, your body is trying to hold on to body weight, right? So it comes a lot, becomes a lot harder as you get leaner to keep that body fat coming off. Um, another reason the training stimulus may not have increased, right? So you, you've started at the start and you, you might have just, you know, someone, so let's say to take a couch potato who's heavily overweight and all they do is they get off the couch and they start walking around the block and then fixing the diet up a little bit. And this new stimulus to the body, just walk around the block because they don't normally do it, is enough for your body to go, oh, shit, um, you know, we need to use some of these fat stores for energy. But... Your body adapts pretty quickly to what's going on. And so if you don't, you might have to make it, I'm going to walk twice around the block or uh, I'm going to start jogging around the block or I'm going to start going around the block that's uphill, right? You need to have some kind of way to make sure the training stimulus is increased because if you keep, your body is really good at, it doesn't want to change, right? So it's really good at getting to a baseline. So what was once hard becomes easy. And if you're not continuously um, trying to increase it, then you're going to hit a bit of a plateau with, with your fat loss. Uh, and then, yeah, the other one, sticking to the same diet plan for a long period of time, right? So it goes back to what the quote we said at the start, what got you, what gets you from here is not going to necessarily get you to there. So with training, you need to like mix up your diet, you need to cycle carbs in and out, you need to just experiment and see what's going on, right? If you're on a heavily calorie restrictive diet for a long period of time, you might need to increase the calories a little bit, change to um, increasing muscle, whatever. So it kind of goes on to what I'm talking about here. You know, how do, how do you overcome a fat loss plateau? Step number one would be like increase, increase the training intensity. So make things heavier, make things harder, try and do things faster than you were before. Um, try different intensity techniques. Just something that is going to keep challenging your body, um, demanding more from it so that you keep a change coming. Now shift your focus up from fat loss to muscle gain for a little while, all right? So the more muscle mass you've got, the higher your metabolism is. So you might get to a point, if your fat loss is slowing down, then it's like, all right, well, let's build more muscle. The more muscle you've got, the more 
calories you're going to burn just standing there, right? Because muscle actually costs energy just to simply exist. So if you've got more muscle, um, stands to reason that you're going to tap into more of those fat sources you got easier. So this is a reason why you see like muscly, athletic people, they seem to find it a lot easier to stay lean and tolerate foods that are not so good for them. It's because they've got more muscle mass there for their metabolism to process those things. So someone who's untrained and doesn't have a lot of muscle mass, carrying a lot of excess body fat, they've got less of a, like a, think of the muscle as a furnace, right? You've, you've got less of a furnace to, to deal with those foods. And um, yeah, so you might want to shift the focus, you know, if they've lost a few kilos, shift it to, right, I'm going to build some more muscle and then go back into a fat burning stage so that you've built the capacity of your furnace to burn more of that fat down the track. Um, Cycling in high calorie days and low calorie days, right? So your calorie requirement is going to change regardless every single day, depending on how active you are, energy, how much you've slept, et cetera, et cetera. So um, you know, if you you want to keep your body guessing, you don't want to stay at a constant baseline of like, oh, I'm going to eat 500 calories or that's a very low calorie target. I'm going to eat 1500 calories every single day for X amount of time, right? Um, yeah, you need to mix it up, keep your body guessing, keep it adapting different things, trying different types of foods. Spring jumps, yeah, cycling carbs in and out of your diet as well, right? So people seem to tend to demonize carbohydrates. I would say for someone who is obese, then it's probably a good idea to remove them from the diet because of the impact that it's going to have on your hormone system and, and your insulin. But that's a that's a conversation for another day. Um, so sometimes you want to remove them from your diet so that you're telling your body to look for other sources of fuel, um, which it's going to get from your own fat sources, right? Other times you want to bring carbohydrates back in because it's going to promote muscle growth and it goes along with all of those other things you said, like, you know, shifting your focus to a muscle gain rather than a, a, a um, cutting, all right? And another way here to overcome fat loss plateaus is play around with some longer fasts too, right? So all of these things, right, you need to just kind of experiment on yourself and see what's working. You need to be tracking what's going on, you need to have a goal in mind. If you're not tracking, you're not measuring, you're not adjusting, then you, you're, you're bound to hit a plateau, right? Think about it as like, um, you know, talk about a map and a compass, right? So you gotta, you're plotting a course on your map, so that's your goal, right? So you set out, you wanna get from here to there, you look on your map, you're like, bang, that's where I'm gonna go, right? So that's your goal. In terms of fat loss, it's like, all right, I'm gonna go from this weight here and I'm gonna drop five kilos of body fat so you know where your destination is. Um, but you need to be measuring. So think about your compass. You're always, con- if you don't have a compass and say you're in a ship and then a current or wind comes up, it pushes you off course. If you don't have a compass to correct where you want to go, then you, you're going to, you're not going to get to where you want to go basically. Right. So think of your tracking as checking in with your compass and adjusting, seeing what's working, see what's not work, see what is not working. But, um, basically yeah, experimenting with different things to see what's going to work for you. So that's kind of fat loss, right? Uh, Move on to like a strength plateau. So this is one you pretty commonly see um, with strength training, right? So someone will generally start training for the first time. So start lifting weights. And if they're consistent and they're being taught properly and not being injured, um, then, you know, in the first 12 to 18 months, they're going to make massive gains in their strength and their performance, right? They might even double it. They might triple it. 
they're just breaking records all over the place. It just seems like you could do this forever. You can keep adding weight, weight to your bar, weight to your bar, getting stronger and stronger. Um, but as time goes on, PB starts slowing down. It gets like the few and far between, right? And the reason the strength pl- plateau happens is at the start, your nervous system's capacity um, is just like going up massively, right? You've got so much potential with your nervous system to lift weight, but if you're not using it, then it stays quite low. So right? when you start training, you're stimulating not only your brain's connection with your muscles to produce more force, but also there's motor learning, right? You're learning the movement patterns, learning new skills, and um, there's just a lot of capacity there, especially at strength at the start. You know, with, this is without really building any much muscle or anything like that. This is just the nervous system getting stronger, learning the movement. Um, but yeah, but eventually you're gonna hit a strength plateau, right? So how do you overcome a strength plateau? Number one, be changing your training style, right? You At the start, you might be able to just like, you know, do five sets of 10, lighter weight, learning the movement pattern, learning the motor pattern. As your body gets more adept to that motor pattern, it's gonna get stronger. But then you might get to a point where it's like, well, I'm gonna have to start maybe training for strength specifically or training for hypertrophy specifically. So they take different approaches with, the amount of total volume that you're doing in a training session, how heavy the weight is that you're lifting. Um, yeah, so there's bodybuilding style, there's strength training style, there's strongman style. So anytime you hit a plateau, it might be look uh, the idea to look at your goal and go, right, how can I change my training style to help overcome this plateau? Uh, you might turn to bodybuilding style, for example, because if you wanna get stronger, you've taken your nervous system to the capacity that it can in that early stages, and you might actually need to build more muscle now. Two ways of being stronger, increase the nervous system's capacity to produce force or increase the size of the muscle, right? So there's two different approaches there. Uh, it might just be time to look at that bodybuilding style. And then it comes into talking about like, you know, n- nutrition changes to to um, to complement that. So that kind of goes back to what we're talking about with the fat loss plateau is like changing up nutrition plans as well, depending on what the goal is. Um, have a break from training. So you might be going too hard for too long and then your body gets to a breaking point. It's just like, no, no more. So this comes back to like your nervous system. So your sympathetic nervous system, your parasympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight nervous system. So this is the system that is active when you're training. It's the same system that activates when it needs to get you out of trouble. Right, so if there's a bear going to eat you or someone's trying to fight you in the street, sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, jacks up, getting you ready to fight or run away or whatever it is. All right, and so when you're in this state, your body is not in a building phase, it's in a breakdown phase, it's mobilizing tissues and nutrients, getting ready to you know, express a lot of energy rapidly to protect you. All right, so good. that's a good system to tap into if you want to not get eaten by a bear. It is a good system to tap into if you're training as well because you want to have that, you want to be able to push your body to get that stimulus, but you don't want to be there all the time. So if you're lifting heavy, heavy weights every single day, not having enough sleep, you've got a stressful job, you're going to run into, you're constantly jacking up this fight or flight nervous system, and then you're going to get to a point where you need to, you're going to break basically. Your body's not going to give you a choice. So if you are hitting a plateau, think about how you have a look at how you're sleeping, have a look at how your mood is. Uh, if your joints are sore or whatever, then that might be your body saying, all right, I'm not getting stronger because I'm burnt out. Time to back things off a little bit. 
work on some of that stuff that's going to get me back into that um that parasympathetic nervous system that recovery nervous system right so two ways of looking at the nervous system sympathetic is like you are using all of your timber your wood to burn it to make a fire for tonight to get you through the cold winter night right now and the parasympathetic is like i'm going to use that timber to build a house to get me through the whole winter all right so that's the two different ways of looking at that that nervous system um make some tweaks to your diet same things we were talking about you might need to um, back off on the carbs increase the protein it's gonna your your nutrition's gonna change um, as your body changes as well, right? So you, you might start, say someone starts off their training um, journey at 100 kilos, for example. Their nutrition requirement is going to be a little bit higher. And say they're losing body fat as it comes down. Nutrition requirement actually, because you've got less, less, less mass, your nutrition requirement might actually come down. It's actually probably more appropriate if we talk about the opposite direction. So if someone's like real skinny, let's say they're 50 kilos, 50 kilo male, real skinny, not too much muscle, their daily calorie requirement is going to go up as they build muscle, right? So if you're hitting a plateau with your strength and you find it hard to put on muscle, it might be like, oh, I've put on this muscle, I might need to start eating some more protein, change all of my macronutrients in order to keep moving in the direction that I want to move in. Uh, and then another one with strength training is just to implement intensity techniques, right? So at the start, you're going to make really big gains just by adding more weight to the bar. This is this is called progressive overload, right? So you just, you know, one week you lift 20 kilos, next week you lift 25 kilos, that becomes easy, you add more weight. All right, it's going to get to a point where you're going to reach your strength ceiling and, you know, you're only going to ever be able to lift a certain amount of weight in your lifetime, right? So you're gonna kind of hit a bit of a strength stealing. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm not gonna be able to add any more weight to the bar, so how else can I increase the intensity, right? So that's when tempo training comes in, this is when dense strength with um, short rest periods comes in, higher volume of training. Yeah, tweaking those things. Tempo is probably the easiest one to tweak. So, you know, tempo training, so if you think about how your body adapts to training. Your body, you say you lift a weight, it's challenging to your body, and then your body adapts to that stress to then build more strength. So that the thing that you're doing becomes easy because your body doesn't like being uncomfortable. So we all know that having too many calories is gonna be one of the things that's gonna stop you with your, uh, your fat loss goals. So, and one of the things that contributes the most to that is liquid calories from soft drinks and from beers and from cordial okay so but we all get sick of drinking just plain water can get pretty boring so what i do i um i get some soda water i have a soda stream add some some lime juice and i drink about three of those a day um because I, I get sick of just drinking plain water um so soda streams are a really good way to go but it can be pretty annoying having to go into the surf station or into Woolworths and get a park at the Civic and walk around. So if you're looking for an easy alternative, go and see Scotty Hooper down at Bruce Store Noosa. Um, you can find him on Instagram, Bruce Store underscore Noosa. Um, awesome service. You go in and you can get your SodaStream refills for $15. So cheaper than the other places and way more convenient. So... Go and see Scotty, tell him Angus sent you and stop drinking your boring water whilst maintaining your health and fitness goals.